Welcome to I See Dad People, providing a voice to the modern dad around the world. Sharing stories, having a laugh, and cringing at Eugene's I don't know where he found them dad jokes. So let's go. Welcome to another Friday episode of I See Dad People. In this episode, we have a chat with John Stacy from the UK. John talks openly about mental health for men and dads in particular. And John's unique and transparent approach to tackling mental health is making waves in the UK, where he is involved in many initiatives, including pre and postnatal consideration for soon to be slash new dads. In an episode where the chat is free flowing, we also launch our dad jokes at John while also putting him through the very well known and well appreciated rapid fire question round. So we're going to switch over to Stevie, who is going to introduce us to John. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the Hi, John. Uh, welcome to uh, I See Dad People today. Uh, myself and Eugene are very much looking forward to talking to you. Um, we know you're leading mental health support for dads. I thought you might tell us just a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So um, so I'm John. I'm in Lincoln in the UK um, and I run an Instagram page, Mental Health Support for Dads on Instagram, obviously. Um, I've been doing it for about a year now, just over a year. Um, and it started, um, it started actually as a resource page so it was kind of just me trying to dig out resources that was a support um uh, kind of signpost for 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 mental health for for any new dads any existing dads any coming to be your dad because yeah i was it's a funny story but i was sat there and i was flicking through world mental health day all the great stuff that was out last year you know on that same day that's happened recently and there were some fantastic posts and I was sat, sat there kind of looking through it all and I just realized there was nothing really for parents, for dads. Um, it was just some great stuff for men's mental health, which which in all fairness, is, is it needs to be out there anyway. And I do a lot of work on the side for that as well. Um, and I just thought, you know what, there needs to be more done for it. Is there more out there that isn't a signpost? It isn't sort of given to dads properly. And as I started to do a bit of digging and research, I realized that it isn't. It isn't out there. You know, on the NHS here in the UK, um, it's not part of the process to check in with dads and to to work out whether dads need support at any different point during the process of becoming or, or finding out they're going to be a dad right the way through to becoming a dad. And, you know, there's nothing sort of malicious there. It's a funding thing. It's a process thing. It's red tape. And, and I'm finding out as I get more and more into the grassroots mental health work I'm doing in Lincoln that it is quite um is quite a long haul to sort of over over change to a long change to overhaul that um so yeah anyway i set up the account just really just to try and dig out some of these resources and post them on six to nine months into it had a bit of a lull because just you know life gets hold of you a little bit um and then kind of yeah just in sort of middle of lockdown i just thought you know what i'm going to start doing more and uh in the middle of it i kind of thought what can i do that's different and in all fairness i was kind of like thinking what works best for me is being more relatable and talking about myself so when I started the page I was kind of on purpose not talking about myself kind of being faceless and just being a resource um, and then the page I decided to just turn into more about me 
um, and talk about my life as a dad, talk about my life as in general, you know, sort of how it impacts me being a dad um, and, um, you know, highs and lows, you know, so I'd started posting things about uh, massive low days, you know, da days that I struggled with, with my own mental health regardless of being a dad and how it impacted me because, you know, you can't always... Uh, I guess kind of deal with it with, with you having a baby you've got to kind of just be a dad still uh, and things like that and you know as I sort of progressed that I started to get loads of connections made people getting in touch with me to to work on uh, projects to do lives to do podcasts and that takes me up until about now really I'm kind of all over the place I'm on podcasts I'm being interviewed left right and center for magazines and things and it's starting to go really well it's, it's progressed into stuff where I'm now like I say working in on a grassroots level in Lincoln to to work with the NHS work with the better births uh, team here um, to try and improve uh, perinatal care but also pre-birth care and working out what's required for dads um, and just trying to get myself in there as well because I think one of the things I realized when I was trying to get involved in all of this and trying to make change was you can't make change sometimes unless you do it yourself because of funding and because of time that people have. So these professionals that are, that are out here doing great work for mums and doing great work in general, midwives, etc. You know, they can't do it all themselves. So um, I didn't really intend on doing that, but I've ended up being dragged into uh, support groups, peer to peer groups. I've started to try and get involved in um, antenatal groups and things like that. And I just think it's um, it's all sort of flagging up and cracking on. So, uh, yeah, that's me. Sorry, rambling on a bit there. <laughs> No, no, that's that's great insight. What well, was there a moment for yourself, John, that that was the spark for you getting involved with mental health for dads? Yeah, um, I think um so I always kind of make a disclaimer that when people talk to me and when I talk to people on lives and things like that, I didn't set this up because I necessarily had a massive problem and needed mental health support. I have had a, I'm on the middle of I'm still in the middle of a big mental health journey myself from the last five years onwards. Um and that's something I'm more than happy to talk about, but kind of try and set aside because men's mental health as you say is a big stigma and there's a big problem around it and people need to talk more about it and people need to need to you know you know connect more and and get that support but yeah the moment for me to get involved in this and do this was that moment on world mental health day last year really um i sat there and i was flicking through all those great things about men's mental health and mental health support in general and like like you just said i was thinking this is really great there's a lot out there more than i thought you know people are willing to talk people are trying to get great messages out there but I suddenly thought to myself, you know, I've got a one year old daughter at that time. She was one. And I thought, what if young dads or even older dads or people who have just become a dad or people who haven't had a baby yet, but they're, they're anxious about having their baby. What if they're really struggling and they're seeing these messages that are great messages, but knowing what we're like as blokes, they're cutting themselves off to their messages because it doesn't suit the narrative of being a dad. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I was kind of sat there and I was like, I know people who will do that. I know people who will go, that's a great message, but it doesn't really work or fit with me because I'm not a dad. I, I'm a dad or, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about being a dad. So I just thought, thought that there's all for what's needing to be said. Um, and in all fairness, that it hit me like a ton of bricks because again part of my journey is becoming a bit bit more of an empath and being a bit more sort of passionate about how other people feel um and yeah I just I kind of started to really get a bit sort of um uh concerned about the lack of support for dads and the more I started to delve into it 
the people who are doing great work for dad support and and mental mental health support in general for men but linking in with them um, uh, fathers charities and things like that they are finding it quite difficult too and it, it was just it was just quite an interesting thing to see um, and I just thought what can I do to support it and you know it's not my job I you know I really struggle to put the time into the content sometimes but you know whatever I can do is better than nothing so um, yeah that's the reason I'd started and, and it was it was World Mental Health Day last year it's been going a year and a bit and hopefully it'll continue really and keep growing. Yeah I, I, something interesting just came up you know we've had a couple of uh, folks on on the call uh, who talked a lot about physical health um, and you know Mm. Often the messaging is start small, start start with something that's manageable that you can keep going with. Don't try and you know start with the uh, the rocks regular uh, routine. Try and try <laughs> not to start that high. Set a bar that you can actually succeed and feel good about. Uh, I, I think it's e it's easy it's easier to see that with physical health. You know whether that's hey you're just going to change your diet a little bit. You're not even going to work out at the start, right? You're just go just going to focus on food for now. Mm. Um, and then maybe just making sure you get out for a walk. It doesn't need to be weightlifting. You can take it in stages. You know, um, how is there a similar uh, strategy with mental health where where do people start? How do people even like see the signs of things? You know, yeah. and, and, and I will say that, you know, the podcast for me and Eugene, we've, we've talked about it a few times, is that it's a in in this COVID work from home, everyone's home. It's a regular break in the week to reflect. I, I think that's what's most valuable for me of doing the podcast for a personal reason is a reflection mm. point because it makes yeah. you stop and you hear other people and then you go, oh man, that's actually <laughs> I'm in the same situation. I didn't even realize it until someone just said something. I'm like, I'm in the middle of that too, you know. And you yeah. have those moments, you know. Yeah. With mental health, how like in in your journey through this yeah. how do people get started as a dad to even know you know understand what it is yeah I think there's it's a really great point I think the I think the first thing to say um is that I am I'm a mental health first aider but I'm not a professional uh, psychologist or anything like that but there are some great tips from being a mental health first aider in exact in exact question first of all the physical health thing that's more of a conscious thing you can see it you can feel it quite strongly it's a, you, you know if you're in pain you know pain um mental health is very subconscious as we all know and and most of the time men are designed and genetically culturally whatever way you want to think about it we will not um be aware of what's going on so a massive thing is self-awareness a massive thing is becoming conscious about your feelings and is actually acknowledging and accepting that um men are um, incredibly flawed just like women are you know we're not you know human is a completely perfect human um, and and actually the acceptance the acceptance of all of that's quite liberating because it becomes a massive positive when you realize you're I guess this is where it does link to physical health when you realize you're you can be improved you know it's actually much easier to improve so um, I think men and and again definitely from a mental health point of view do find that picture quite hard to to paint you know that uh, if I'm mentally ill or I have mental health issues, how do I create, how do I get that better? You know, it's quite easy to sort of find the science in a physical health problem. You just go and do this and it gets better. From a male's perspective, mental health issues, they're not as easy to attack. So um, self-awareness is huge. Reflection is huge. And and you know what? There's, there's a massive thing I always say, um, honesty, being honest with yourself, massively, you know, be honest with yourself and you know, it's hard to get into a pattern, but try and find patterns of honesty and reflection. And, you know, actually don't beat yourself up too much, you know, find positives and negatives, all these little tiny bits of behavioral changes. 
the more rep repetition you have of those, the more they become subconscious and actually the better you'll feel about a lot of things. So um, it's on it's honestly quite difficult. It's been difficult for me. You know, I'm, I'm talking and I'm sort of talking a little bit preachy now. But when I first started my journey and still now I still struggle actually sit down and reflect and take the moments and you know journaling's great there's all sorts of different tips out there but there's there's a method there's a method for everyone that's the other thing I say you know I could wax lyrical about 100 different methods of 100 different types of things you can do and there'd be one thing that 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 you might find great within that 100 you know so it, honestly the best um the best advice within trying to find tips to change and ch tips to be better is look keep looking and look more you know look keep looking and look more because eventually you'll find something that will work for you don't give up as easy as it is as easy as it is to give up sometimes um and um and yeah just 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 i guess underneath all of this you got to think of the reason why you're doing it why are you doing it you know like from a dad's point of view it should be easy you're doing this to make your life better for your kids and for your wife hopefully you know in that kind of situation and you know you want to make your family life better for everybody around you hopefully that's why you're doing it but there's a there's a complete and making it better for them because you're better but also for yourself you know make it for yourself too because again men can lose track of that and actually um either go one way or the other they can be incredibly selfish we we are we are generally again culturally quite a selfish um species men um but also be really selfless and that you need to find that middle ground um i've been both ways and it's not healthy for anyone so um yeah lots of stuff in there to unpack sorry oh no um, no that, that's really great you know i, I just I, I thought that was a good way to think about it one thing you said was to try and find you know there's multiple something will resonate with different people so it's kind of hard to give straight advice to anybody yeah um i, I one of a couple yeah. of themes i heard is community i i know that you know me and eugene have been doing yeah. this podcast and honestly to everyone me and eugene have had individually our, our tougher weeks where you're like <laughs> do I have the energy to do this this weekend yeah. but the other person keeps you going right mm. and so how, how yeah. important have you seen family and not always family but community you know even as you guys were talking about football earlier on before the podcast <laughs> there's a certain uh, comfortableness of two people who didn't met speaking about something they have in common yeah uh, that they can start a conversation with I've seen a yeah. bit of that as we've done the podcast is it's often finding something you have in common and then that allows people to open up about stuff that maybe is a little harder just to start off a conversation with. Have you seen a, a lot of community and maybe there's some yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so when I started to engage more and started to build a bit more networking and communicating with other accounts and things like that, there's some massively great accounts out there. Um, what I decided to do really was to cast my net wide about sort of men's mental health in general. And I knew that when doing that, I would catch a load of dads, you know, because it's going to be a lot of dads that are just men's mental health practitioners. Um, but no, it's um, it's really interesting. I've definitely I definitely feel quite um, further on now with a really great network of accounts that I follow. When people who are great advocates, great help. Uh, and, and it works both ways you know we, we help each other we talk to each other and we also kind of um, do a, a great a, a great load of work trying to do peer-to-peer peer -peer online group sessions and stuff so there's a couple of um, people I link in with who do some great work in their own localities but are starting to do more sort of online stuff for national support um, but yeah I suppose sort of closer to home and away from the social media side you know 
um i've got a great network of um kind of family and friends but actually actually i'm one of them that's a bit you know on a personal level i'm a bit i find it harder to talk to people who i know really well about mental health and about the work i do i find it much much easier to talk to people who i know are interested in the subject who are almost strangers who are almost people who are disconnected you know i find that easier to connect to people um, and that's probably born out of the fact that I was one of those archetypal men before um, learning about mental health that would literally push everyone away and just want to deal with everything on my own. So, you know, if I'm going to find it difficult to connect with my friends and family, for me, that's that's where my go to my safe place is a neutral is a someone who doesn't judge me, doesn't know me kind of thing. Um, and I try and relate that across as a practice. So if you're listening to this or you're listening to me generally and you hear, oh, just talk, you need to talk to people and you actually find it difficult to talk about your mental health. Well, there's two types of people I always talk about that are an option for you. Your nearest and dearest, the people who you can trust to be as open as possible. If they're comfortable and you can speak to them, great. If you can't, like me, and I couldn't do that, find neutrals find the advocates on instagram find the social media people who are out there trying to do great things connect with people doing great podcasts like this if you've got something you want to talk about um you know that's related to that subject because i'm sure the people would support and open openly chat to you if you need to um and i guess really and i've had a lot of people in my dms just wanting to chat and just wanting to offload and things like that and it does really work um so yeah, as far as the network goes, it's, there's there's a great there's a great group of people out there. I could ramble them all off, but there's some really great accounts that I follow and get engaged with that are just really good. So um, I would definitely keep go searching if you were on on the lookout for someone to connect with for sure. Speaking about accounts, I was just um, doing a bit of Instagram creeping um, on your <laughs> own very good account, MH Support for Dads. It's on Instagram yeah. for any of our listeners listening in. One of the, the images kind of resonated with me that you had uploaded and it says, be who you needed when you were younger. And it kind yeah. of kicked off my own thought process. I was like, <laughs> okay. Hmm. And I start bringing up all these really, really interesting memories of times when maybe I, I hurt myself as a kid or when I was going through a difficult patch or even something as small as missing a penalty playing football, you know, and crying after the game, you know, and who was there just just to have a parent there that you could run to and jump into their arms. You know, if you know, whether you mm. scored a penalty or missed a penalty, as I said, unfortunately, it was a missed one. It was a bit of a clanger. Um, <laughs> when when you got that image in, in particular, were you thinking you know about your own daughter and then reflecting back to your own past and you know sorry it just caught my eye i was just very interested no 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 100 percent. it was the reason i posted it i only really post things that i both can relate to and think other people will relate to for me to really kind of post it all because i don't because i think somebody will pick it up so i really try and make my rule about stuff that i relate to and yeah what you just said there's hit the nail on the head my upbringing was by no means terrible. I had an had an okay upbringing. Had a you know um, a loving network around me, some great friends. Um, there came a point I think when in my teenage years, my mum and dad split up, and you know uh, everything didn't collapse for me. Everything didn't collapse. So um, a lot of people sort of say, "Oh, was that the point when you realised that you know things went wrong and everything changed?" Well, everything did change. I just didn't know it until 
five years ago until my 30s because I started boxing everything away and compartmentalizing because I had to because it was fight or flight and for me I wasn't going to run away so I was just sat there going this is the best thing to happen for my parents to break up etc etc anyway relating to that image I read it and I thought you know as a kid I was strong and confident and I always said I didn't need anyone I didn't need somebody to pat me on the shoulder or you know tell me that was a great goal or you know I didn't need someone to say well done on on this that and the other um until I then reflect 20 years later and realize I actually massively needed that you know because I reflect on my behavior now and my personality now and my inability sometimes sometimes all the time to um to take compliments simple as that take a compliment let someone tell you you're good at something. No, disingenuous. Why do I feel like that? Well, I feel like that because for 20 years, no one's told me I'm good at anything. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it is It is honestly like, it's, it's hit, it hit me like a ton of bricks, that image. And, and, and immediately my thoughts went to my daughter. And, you know, unfortunately, genetically, she's going to have stuff in, you know, the negatives and the positives of both parents. How can you adapt that? How can you change that? that so that you don't have those negatives that transpire in the future that you had well for me and and this is this has been all my life in all fairness but for me I learn from every negative that's around me whether it's my own negative my own mistake or someone else's so as much as I don't hate my dad I'm not I want to be the complete different dad the, the dad that that nurtures my daughter that supports my daughter and actually more than anything that talks to her and asks what she wants because Frankly, if you want to break it down to real simplicity, I feel like when I was a kid or a teenager, it was never asked what I want. It was always waiting for me to ask for something. So I feel like if I can get in there first when she's older and be like, do you need me to tell you you're great? Do you need me to tell you you need support? Do you need me to tell you you're rubbish? Do you need me? What do you need me to do? rather than waiting and making those mistakes you know so look my dad didn't know and you know other people have parents that are great and other people have parents that are worse than mine but it's not their fault it's about how you can change your situation based on your experiences and so yeah absolutely that was a huge one for me well um uh that that's uh some some uh honest super honest insight and uh, i think really you i think you have both of us <laughs> thinking right <laughs> now i mean you, you, no 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 that's great you know it's uh you know there, there's there's every now and then in, in every podcast i think there's a moment where you start you start thinking you know so, someone resonates <laughs> things and that's one of the moments and there that's why we, i think we love doing the podcast because every time we get feedback it's like you hear people just talk about something that resonated with him and i think it goes back to your earlier point right there's you know there's no one tip for everyone that you no. people have to put in the effort uh, to get where they want to be um and you also talked about you know we bring our positive and our negative yeah. things and i think that's a you know uh i think that maybe is a good time for uh, eugene to show some of what poor riley is going to inherit negatively which is eugene's terrible dad jokes <laughs> i don't know where he found them you used to have better jokes before you were a dad really <laughs> <laughs> ready for act let's go my boss hates it when i shorten his name to dick especially when his name is david <laughs> <laughs> the first rule of passive aggressive group is oh you know what never mind it's fine <laughs> i like that one i like that one so i went to a beekeeper the other day to get some bees 
and I asked him for 10 Bs, but he gave me 11. I guess the last one was a freebie. Oh, oh, oh. That, is, that is the quintessential thing. That is quintessential. <laughs> Two weeks ago, I went to a psychic. I knocked on her door and she responded, who is it? So I left. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I, when, I heard, when I heard you have a bit about dad jokes, I thought this is going to be great. But I also thought, you know, I don't have any that I have in my locker. What I have, what I do all the time is like situational dad jokes. You know, I'll just come out with something that doesn't need to be said, that's related to the moment. And that's how I know I'm a dad, you know, because my dad does it and did it when I was younger. Um, my father-in-law is the king of dad jokes. My wife's my wife's dad is he comes out with the worst dad jokes, as in like they're not even jokes, they're just him thinking he's funny. And we're just like, is that was that even, did that even make any sense? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, like, I'm sitting there crying in the corner with laughter. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually have a funny story from yesterday, actually, which I can probably share, I think, uh, from work, actually, exactly this moment where I used a dad joke in a conversation, literally, literally just fluently. And um, so we were, and then I used it in a second meeting because I told people about the joke, which is even worse, Dad. Right? <laughs> but, uh, so, so proud. We were in a meeting and we were, it was at the end of a meeting and there was a couple of us there and we were talking about something and uh, they were like, you know, Stephen, I don't know if you know this, but you can look quite intense at times, you know. <laughs> and I, and and I responded with, yeah, I love camping. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was coming. I yeah. knew what was coming. Oh, and and you know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm I think most people at work would say that I'm generally quite you know funny, and I bring some humor to most of our conversations. But you know, when I'm when when it's one of those days when I'm running, I I, I do notice my face get very <laughs> intense, you know. Uh, so <laughs> it, it was there, but it was a kind of a moment as well where I, I think from this whole conversation, actually, that there's a fun part to that, right? The, obviously, the dad joke, I just fluently put in there but it was really funny because it's one of those ones that takes a few seconds for people to cop on so everyone's on teams and you're watching it like it's like dominoes right it's like the knock-on effect you see one person laugh and then someone <laughs> sees another person laugh and go oh they got it now i gotta get it you, you know that moment where and then you get the last person gets it you know it's, it's funny right and uh, but yeah, yeah but but it is i, d I do think there's uh, there was a, another side to that which is uh, i didn't realize that I was, you know, that I get into this intense mode because I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm the, you know, the Irish one in the group, always joking, always <laughs> laughing, but that's not what people are seeing sometimes. Sometimes people are seeing like, you know, <laughs> you know, but I think it's a good moment because it is that moment of reflection, right? To mm. that I didn't even see, and I think there's a piece yeah. of that that I, I think, I think probably the biggest thing I've learned around it from the mental health side of things is what you don't see because yeah. you're just running. And yeah. it's that moment of looking from the outside in, and then you're like, oh man, you know, yeah. I didn't see any of that, right? And yeah. even me and Eugene often have those moments and we just have a chat, right? And and I think that's what kind of kicked off the podcast is one of us will go, uh, Eugene, you know, you know, a bit run down there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. I think men are, men, are, men find it difficult to take criticism. I think we're always, we're always um, self-critical. We're quite self-critical people, but I don't think we like other people criticizing us sometimes. And I think a big epiphany for me, a big moment for me in my life was, you know, sitting there and thinking, right, I'm going to force myself to listen to someone telling me everything that's faulty about me and actually find out the reasons why they think that. 
and actually accept that they think that even if I do disagree because there'll be something in there that I agree with and actually there'll be something in there that I can think right I can change that and then you know some of the stuff I do disagree with maybe I'll agree with later you know it's one of those things where um, it definitely changed my mindset a little bit learning about mental health especially because you know in this day and age and you probably know this from both parents and just being a person you know with social media everyone's got an opinion and everyone's got quite a strong opinion and you know there's so many people who don't want to hear other people's opinions in general that if you can really change your behavior to just accept that other people disagree with what you think then what you actually do is the, the positives of being wrong you know if you're wrong about something and you're proven wrong then you can adapt and have a more positive outlook because you've changed your mindset. And, you know, I, I, I find I'm doing that all the time these days, but I'm also quite quite accepting of it. Um, I was having this great conversation with these guys the other day that I'm linking in with for a magazine. that I'm, I've got an article coming out in the magazine, um, Open Door Men's Mag, it's called, on Instagram. They do some great content, and we're going to be working together more, talking about masculinity and all the sort of men's mental health stuff couple of guys on the on the chat that we were, we were talking about um we, we were talking about faith and kind of religion um and it was talking about faith in general but obviously these guys were religious god-fearing uh, guys and they were talking about their religion and i sat there and i thought i thought right i'm gonna have to say something here but i'm gonna this, the disclaimer is i'm a massive atheist i don't believe in in religion but what i do believe about religion is that if taken in the right way there is lots of great good things in religion and the faith that you share as a religious person is massively transferable if you're not religious you can still have that faith in people and in life and hope and and, and things like that and you know actually it sparked a massive conversation because the guys that were religious were like oh my god this guy's so open about faith yet he's not religious it's so crazy um so yeah i think if you've got an open mind and you want to listen to people it doesn't matter where you come from what you think what your opinions are you know you can learn from people and you can learn about yourself so no, no, that's great. I, I think one of the things you just said there was uh, someone said this week we were talking about it and it, it's a hard thing for humans to do is listen to understand, not to respond. And yeah. uh, it's very hard and it's come up multiple times in the podcast as well. It's yeah. it's hard because to your point, we all have an opinion, right? Yeah. And the minute someone goes against your opinion, the first thing you're thinking is, well, I got to get in there and, you know, and 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 get my yeah. opinion across rather than trying yeah. to understand. So I, I really loved your previous where very conflicting uh, views on, on the world in. I mean, that's a big one. I mean, let's be mm. honest, that's a big thing. But to find common ground. Uh, and, and a way to have a conversation where everyone can understand a little bit about the the intrinsic nature of it all is is is, is fascinating. I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a great uh, a great uh, listen to hear. Yeah, yeah, it will definitely. If you have it, uh, we'll definitely send it over and we'll share it with folks. I'm interested to hear that conversation. It sounds like a super mm. interesting one. Yeah, sure. I think the active listening thing. So what you were talking about there, you know, active listening and not just having to respond. I think that's a trait that actually people find really difficult. You're either a natural or you can really teach yourself. I'm a ter I'm terrible at it. Sometimes I feel like I have to answer and I just can't sit there and listen. But, you know, sometimes I feel like you have to really just sit and listen to someone if it's about them, they're, they're conversing. And, you know, sometimes it can be really rewarding to just stop. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about 
to my wife if she's having a bad day or whatever um it's automatic for most dads and partners to rectify the situation if your daughter your son or your wife is hurt or in some sort of mental anguish you want to try and change it you want to make it better but you can't sometimes and actually sometimes all they want is just to tell you it um and it's so hard but active listening is huge it's a huge thing so mm. i love people who can i've connected with a few people um there's a podcast i was on right at the start of my um a start of my uh, account called the tangled mind podcast and it's he's become a great friend of mine mike uh, mike bailey brown um he's in nottingham so he's not far from me but his work and his listening skills man he can just listen he sits there he's such a great listener and he's he's always he's taking in every word that you take in and he responds so politely and 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 so eloquently without without really taking over do you know what i mean it's it's a great trait in someone so yeah he's a he's a good one to look out for i saw eugene taking the note already so <laughs> his, yeah. pod, his pods are great his pods are great he's had people from all over the world on the pods talking about different aspects what his basic work is um he uh works with people who are affected by people with mental illness so say for example he the reason he started it is his his dad has serious mental illness problems um so his mum has has obviously been through a lot having to deal with his dad um so it's all about kind of like um networks and families and people who are suffering because of people suffering um so he does some great stuff on that he's got a peer-to-peer -peer group session happening this friday that i'm hopefully going to be part of um he works with his mum to set, they've set up a charity down south called yellow brick road about working and giving respite for these people who care for people with mental health issues so um that's a complete different sort of thing altogether but again that's i think that's why he's such a great active listener because he's been through it but not himself he's been through it via other people so he's had mm -hmm. to listen he's had to take it all in um and we had a chat actually um we did a round table chat with a few other people and uh, we we're all talking about things that we suffer with and it got to Mike and he went, I don't really have any mental health issues. And we were like, this is going to look weird. And then he went, but the reason I do this is because I know so much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Mike. You cleared that up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was quite funny. So. Uh, um, so we have uh, actually... Um... This is probably the the slightly uh, funner part of our group. I, I know, and I'm pushing the dad jokes to the side, of course, because that's, that's just we had to. You, it was only it was the only piece of the contract that we 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 had to we had to go over red lines quite a bit with Eugene, but we eventually agreed to give him four. But uh, we do do a we do do a we do do a rapid fire question round, uh, which is oh, kind cool. of fun. Which is which is actually Eugene's. Uh, he was the brainchild of this piece of it, but it's been a lot of fun. And Eugene puts in a couple of questions in there that you know that's that's pretty fun to people where they live and stuff like that. But uh, I do I do think it's time uh, for the rapid fire question round, Eugene. Are you ready? Oh, I get it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, Stevie, start the clock. John, who is your favorite TV dad? Oh, um, oh, uh, Peter Griffin. Uh, what's your favorite day of the week? Oh, good one. Um, I think Saturdays because of football. So Saturdays probably. What What's your favorite city in the UK besides the one that you live in? 
really good question. This is going to actually like I'm a Sunderland fan. It's it's odd, really. I'm a I'm a Sunderland fan, but I was brought up in Newcastle. I was I'm kind of a half Geordie, if that makes sense. So, and I love Newcastle. It's a great city. Sunderland's terrible as a city, but I I love Sunderland as a football club. Um, so yeah, um, it, I'm a Geordie Mackham. I you know a lot of people hate, <laughs> a lot of people hate me for that, but hey. Tea or coffee? Oh, definitely coffee. Jordan Henderson or Pickford? <laughs> oh, fine. I'm going to say Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> West Bromwich Albion or Newcastle? Oh, um, yeah, it's got it's. I hate I hate West Brom, but it's got to be West Brom. I can't pick Newcastle on anything. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan Shearer or Niall Quinn? Niall Quinn. <laughs> Perfect. Of course. Remember that thing, Eugene? There was a TV show and they used to have a, a song on it called Niall Quinn and his uncontrollable limbs. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. What was that from? I don't know. Do you remember know. that? It was there was some, some Irish skit. Yeah. Oh, was it the soccer? Uh, what was the soccer thing? A pre match? Was that it? Oh yes, yes, yes. We used to have right. this Irish skit about football called a pre match. I think I think it was from that. And they had all these like funny little songs about players and that I always stuck in my head for years was Niall Quinn and his uncontrollable limbs. <laughs> as, a, as a Sunderland fan, we've got a terrible song for Niall Quinn. We had we had a song that went Niall Quinn's disco pants are the best. They go up from his to his chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> uh, oh, here's another tough football question from one of the best partnerships that Sunderland Football Club has ever seen, as far as I recall. Niall Quinn or Kevin Phillips? See, I I've got Phillips on the back of my phone case, so I've got to kind of pick Phillips. I yeah, think. there we as much go. As I love, as much <laughs> as I love big Niall, Phillips is is huge. So yeah. yeah. Do you have a nickname for your kid? We've got a ton. We've got a ton of nicknames. Um, she's called Nora, so we call her Nunu, Nini. We call her all sorts. Um, I call her, <laughs> so I call her Moo, which is weird because it's got absolutely no reference to Nora or anything like that. But it's just become a bit of a, an affection thing now. She knows that's me if I'm shouting Moo, Moo, like that. She knows it's me kind of thing. So yeah, I call her Moo. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think if there's anything any cool ones. <laughs> There isn't really. I don't think. I don't think there's such thing as a cool nickname for your kids. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Oh, good one. Um, every language. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> um, absolutely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can vegetarian. Vegetarians are terrible. They should eat meat. <laughs> so let's let's give them all the pain under the sun and you know make them feel bad for eating animal crackers. Yeah, yeah. We'll start with the animal crackers. <laughs> Can you say something in an Irish accent? Oh, I've I've got I've got quite a few Irish mates, so I don't know whether I'm going to offend them now. But um, to be sure, turd to train a turd. To be sure. <laughs> Do you have a favourite holiday? Um. That I've been on or that I want to go on? Um, either or both. Either. So, yeah, I mean, my I should probably say my honeymoon, which it was my favourite holiday, but um, we went to New York and I love New York and I would go back over and over again. Um, 
but yeah i mean as far as a holiday i want to go on for sure i've got aspirations and desperations to to actually travel kind of to quite a lot of places in america i actually want to hit quite a lot of big cities in america um i've got and and i've i've been to to um kind of the back and beyond in america as well i've been midwest i did a um, placement there when i was in uni um in uh, north dakota and i'd actually really like to take my wife to fargo where we stayed because fargo is is very lovely and quaint but very um kind of old school what was your favorite kids tv show oh good one um i think you go through stages don't you and you have them at different stages but um i was i was majorly obsessed with um kind of that era of like transformers thundercats um you know those kind of cartoons um but yeah i think i think my favorite one would probably be yeah i definitely i'd go with transformers i used to love transformers i could probably if it was on now if the old episodes were on now i'd probably remember what was going to happen and stuff so i'll go transformers for that what's your your kids favorite tv show now oh that that without a doubt is haiti Oh, what is it? Do you know Hey Dougie? Hey, hey Dougie. Hey Dougie. Mm. So, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I don't think it's got. Oh, wait, now actually. It's a. It's basically um, a dog who runs like a scout group called the Squirrels, um, and it's like these little kids and they're they're animals. These kids, but they just. Do you know it's actually hilarious? It's got loads of like in adult jokes in there and stuff like that. But it's um it's actually just yeah she's seen every episode about a thousand times. It's the go-to thing to calm her down. You know, do you want to watch Dougie? And she stops crying immediately. Um, she asks for it far too much. She wants to watch it all the time. Yeah, you have successfully passed a rapid-fire question around, my friend. <laughs> yes, welcome, <laughs> me. Uh, do you want to give us just a little bit of an outro with just where, where you would uh, suggest people to follow your uh, your your uh, your your your, um, your blog or your Instagram and anything else you'd like to share with our group? Okay, cool. So okay. yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, uh, mh support for dads. Yeah, so it's mh support for dads. Uh, that's mh support number four dads, all one words uh, on Instagram. Um, and yeah, you can see my work on there. It's it's mainly about men's mental health, but also linking in with dads, talking to dads, finding out about how dads feel, um, and trying to um, highlight resources, signpost resources nationally in the UK and in general for people to um, connect and find out more about how they can gain support for their mental health as a dad. Um, but also, yeah, I'll highlight some of the work I do generally across mental health, um, you know, the people I connect with and the work that I'm involved with. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm linking my Facebook soon as well that people are welcome to follow me on or, or, or add me on. Um, this is a new Facebook I'm setting up and it's basically to do with my grassroots work locally here, um, which is a company I've set up called Men Talk Links, trying to improve men talking in LinkedIn because there isn't really a, a direct resource for men to support them on a uh, support group peer-to-peer kind of level. Um, so that's gonna be a free group for people to get involved with in lots of different ways. Um, and it'd be good even if you don't don't live in Lincolnshire if you want to sort of connect with me and find out what I'm doing because it might mean that you can pass on the kinds of work that we're doing to people more locally to you who might be able to start something up themselves or even yourself might do it so I'm really trying to sort of connect with more people who can do stuff in their region uh, it's the reason I'm doing it because I found something close by to me that I couldn't access because it was outside of my region but it was great work and then I realized that there was nothing here so I, I 
uh, for my for my compadres in Lincoln. So um, so yeah, that's me really. Um, Instagram's the main source though. I think that's probably where I'm most active at the moment until the Facebook takes off. So MH support for dads. That's me. Well, thank you so much, John, for uh, joining us today on I See Dad People. It was really a very unique uh, podcast for us. Uh, <laughs> it's a totally new area that uh, I think it was a strong area. We looked in different perspectives. Um, cool. And so that was great. It was great. A great call. We look forward to sharing it with our audience. And of course, we'll share all your links out with our groups. And uh, and I'm sure it'll uh, it'll start spark some conversations or some reflection or some thoughts in our listeners, which again is is the mission of everybody. If we can even get one or two people uh, yeah. to, to be recognised, that that's a that's a that's a job well done. Yeah, yeah of course, cheers, John. That was awesome. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. You have a great one. You too. Take care, guys. Cheers. Take care, John. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today on I See Dad People. If you would like to check out the rest of our podcasts and be the first to hear our new ones, you can visit us at icdadpeople.com or follow us on Instagram at icdadpeople underscore official. And we will see you next time. And remember, I see dad people. I see them all the time.